think I need, I think I need another cheese burger. You know, I I wanted to start to start the show off on a good note, but then like, you know, something happened today. Oh. Uh-huh. That's right, man. Let's start off on a great note, friends. I got me the brand new. I wish this was a sponsor because this would be perfect. The brand new Sunny D Vodka Seltzer, friends. That's right. We're starting off on a great note. <clears throat> this shit's, I'm telling you right now, it's definitely tasty. If you have one, don't have two. The sugary sweetness will fucking kill your brain cells <laughs> and just cause an instant headache. Um, but like I got to tell you, man, I recommend it. Buy yourself some Sunny Delight uh, Vodka Seltzer. So you can drink them one at a time for the better part of a week, right? Dude, look, if you're out on a boat, if there's an ice cold one in a cooler, it's probably the most refreshing drink in there. There's no sugar, there's two carbs, there's 4.5% alcohol, and that's really all you need to know. But again, don't have more than one. It does taste exactly like Sunny D, which I'm not the biggest Sunny D fan, but something with the vodka and the Sunny D colliding somehow like kills the taste of both. So it doesn't taste like vodka. It doesn't exactly taste like Sunny D, but it tastes like a sweet, syrupy, orange-related flavored uh, alcoholic beverage. Gotcha, gotcha. And you indoors? That's that's cool. And when you got when you picked it up at the liquor store, were you like, man, what do you got here? You got like beer, liquor, wine. Oh, Sunny D, yeah. <laughs> Take some. Yep. I fucked up the kid's display, and I slammed it on the counter. I said, let's give these bad boys a try. Only four in a pack, so you're not even going to make it a week, if uh, even if you have one a day. But, yeah, give that bad boy a go. Your summertime treat is waiting for you at your local refreshment stores. So let, let's say – let's just say you at 10, okay? You you had had Sunny D up until your – at that point in your life, right? I had. I wasn't a big Sunny D fan, though. But you knew, I fucking hate it. But you knew what it tasted like. Oh, we'll get back to that in a second. But you knew what it tasted like, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I remember being so disappointed when I got to my buddy Chris's house and it was like, oh, you got Sunny D? Can I have some? It's like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Go drink. And I poured some and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, those ads are so great. I want to try it. Um, is it okay, and if you, had t- if you had stumbled upon one of these at 10, would have you known a difference? Would have been like, yeah, I mean, t- it tastes like Sunny D, but you got a little bit different than Sunny D that I'm used to. If, if you put them side by side and we were doing a taste test, I would say this tastes like Sunny D, this tastes like Sunny D, but what's the expiration date on that bad boy? Okay. It's just, it's got, it's got a little, it's got a little vodka funk to it, but like nothing like, it would be like if you took a shot of Sunny D and then smelled the cap of a vodka bottle. <laughs> That's about where we are on it. So, gotcha. yeah, man, if I left this out, if I poured this into a glass and young William came into the room and was like, ooh, orange juice, like I'd be like, oh, boy, child protective services. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> That's good. Alan, why, why did you hate it as a kid? It's just fucking gross. Like, like Sunny D was nasty to me. Like it was, Like, it was super thick. Mm, fucking mm, like yeah. it, it, and it, it just tasted like fucking. It tasted like the bottom, like whatever was on the floor of like the orange juice fucking distribution factory. <laughs> they just scraped that into a fucking uh, a drain, and then fucking like sprinkled some chalk in it, and we're like, "Here's Sunny D, have fun," <laughs> and like it was fucking awful. It's just so bad. And then they would put like other flavors in it, like cherry, and it was just, it was fucking ugh. 
Yeah. You know when you drink when you were a kid and you drank too much soda and you could you could like blow like soda bubbles, you know, because you had so much high fructose corn syrup like Mm -hmm. in your bloodstream that your salivary glands actually secreted a a a syrup like substance. That's what Sunny D tasted like to me. Just like orange flavored high fructose corn syrup. That's Mm -hmm. all it tasted like. And yeah, it's just too too much, even for me as a kid. I I always felt like no, I was gonna say like if it wasn't ice cold, like even when it was ice cold, it was fucking trash. But like if it wasn't ice cold, it's like you ever fucking like, you know, get pick whatever fucking light beer you least like. Like mine is Miller Light, right? Like if I take a Miller Light out of a cooler at a fucking at a at a cookout, I'm one, I'm desperate as fuck, and two, I gotta get it down quick as shit. Like I gotta get it down in like the three gulps. And just fucking be done with it. It's a means to an end at that point. Like, if it crests fucking, like, what I assume is no longer Blue Rockies on a Coors Light can, fuck it, it's trash. It's immediately fucking piss water. You know what I mean? So, like, it's the same thing with Sunny Delight. It couldn't get to a fucking point where, like, ice had melted. Nope, trash. Yeah, that's, Even worse trash. That's when you literally uh, go to the bathroom and pour it out in the into the toilet while you're taking a piss. You said it's yeah. piss water at that point. Yeah. That's what if you're done with it. If you're like a you know, quarter or a half left of beer, it's bleh, bleh, bleh. I've been I'm there. just gonna go start drinking fucking liquor, I guess. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I think the vodka thins it out a little bit and the carbonation tricks you into thinking it's thinner than it is. Cause uh, yeah, it doesn't have that sunny D thickness to it. So they, uh, look, bottom line, if you find one, Alan, I think you would even actually slightly enjoy this. It's essentially just like an artificially flavored screwdriver. That's yeah. all it is. Huh. Except, except, I'm sure like that's probably not that bad because it's not like it doesn't sound like the basis of it is fucking Sunny Delight. It sounds like uh, Sunny Delight was like a flavor injection after they were like, here's this vodka seltzer. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably Tang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I drink Tang before I drink fucking <laughs> Sunny delight. And with that, it's gone. And they're gone forever because wow. all four of them are done. Middle class holes, everyone. Foxman, Murr, Allen. So uh, we can talk again. All right, we're going to get into the what I was talking about getting on the show off on a, on a bad note or a mean note or a gripey note or just being like downright repulsed about a human being. Pat Robertson died uh, today. 93. Is it 90? Uh, hold on. Who's 93? Fucking, 93. Fucking long. 93. I'm shocked that none of us had him on uh, our, you know, to die in 2023 list. Uh, before I get into how I felt when I heard about this today, I do want to ask you, Alan, because this and Mur to an extent you as well, because we we've talked on this show about selling out before. OK, now, Alan, you you went so far as to say that uh, you would sell out. You You would be MAGA. You yeah. be, you, if, if it 100%. meant being rich, if it meant that we, we'd be millionaires, you'd be a, a Trump-loving, you know, fucking MAGA, rah, rah, right, right wing, red. Yeah, man. Build, build the fucking wall. Yeah. Like, if you're born here, you're not a U.S. citizen anymore. Like, oh, full mat. Like, let's go for it. Gotcha. Space lasers. And that was sweet, one. Sweet forest floors. <laughs> that was one example of a few. But here, uh, Pat Robertson, uh, and as, as I mentioned, uh, the the evangelist who's made right right wing uh, help religion central to GOP politics uh, died today again in 93. 
uh, he he sold lies to very very desperate people. And oh, he yeah. said, "Give me your money. God's good. God, the more you give, the more God will give back to you." And made I presume millions. I can't see a net worth on here. But would you go that far? Yeah. So I wouldn't go like since we're, we're talking about Pat Robertson specifically. Like I wouldn't go like Katrina's because of the gays. Like I wouldn't go that far, but. Would I, like, be a religious figure and let people fund my extravagant religious lifestyle? Absolutely. Like, now, I probably wouldn't pray. Like, I wouldn't 700 Club, like, after fucking breakfast at McDonald's pray on the, like, 60 and over crowd like he did. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'd be more like a like a Hillsong. You know what I mean? Like a... I have more modern. I'd wear like a leather vest, um, you know, th- like just a more modern fucking Catholic or like Christian grifter. Okay. okay, not so much like that guy. Well, okay. How do you guys feel about Joel Osteen, like in comparison to a Pat Robertson? Oh, piece, piece of garbage. I mean, they're, bo- they're both pieces of garbage. They they are, but like, I don't think Osteen goes and I don't think even I don't even think he preaches scripture at all. I think he just goes up there and just like, Jesus wants you to be rich, okay? And so you need to get in the mindset of you being rich. You think about wealth because Jesus wants you wealthy. I don't think he actually goes in and says like, well, Jesus said this or that and this. Yeah. I think he just is almost like a motivational speaker that talks to rich people with rich money. And See, I think that's it. So dirty I, souls. I think, I think Osteen got into it. Like, the easy way to get into it is with fucking religious people because they're idiots. Mm-hmm. So, fucking, it's just a, it's a, it's a fucking, a ripe fucking pasture of sheep to, to bring into whichever fucking following you want them to be in. So, he used it, got them in there, and then he just Tony Robbins did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I agree with you. He, like, he's just a motivational speaker now who, like, maybe talks about God every now and then. And then, also fouls his shit as a religious organization so he doesn't have to pay taxes. Like, that's the extent of his religiousness. Whereas, like, Pat Robertson was, like, old Southern preacher, old Southern fucking, you know, Christian conservative. He was like, don't don't want the Browns, don't want the gays, don't like any of that. Like, he was one of those guys. Totally different, but same, same, I guess, if you will. In his defense, he didn't have anything against the Browns. He just didn't want them intermingling. Okay, what's right? <laughs> that sounds pretty against the Browns, but hey, you know who am I? Separate but equal. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Now you get it. But wasn't he wasn't he preaching on like wasn't he giving uh, rah rah speeches about give your give your money to the church and I guarantee you God right now is is mixing up an elixir that's going to cure cancer. It's going to cure ALS. It's going to cure this. Brand new uh, uh, antibiotic retardant gonorrhea, you know. Like, didn't he? T- didn't he sell those types of lies to people who were like, you know, I'm knocking on death's door. I've got something that's terminal. I'll give you money for anything. Look, man, he was just riffing. Yeah, okay, he was just riffing. All right, he sent out some seed money. Uh, you've seen the envelopes. They got a nickel on the front, and they're like, "Listen, we're giving you a nickel. We'd like you to give." Five thousand dollars tithing, you know, and then uh, that nickel grows, right? You plant the nickel seed, yeah, and you give away ten percent of your yearly net worth, and then good things will start to happen around you. You see? No, I think so. Like when I would accidentally fucking catch the seven hundred club, 
from time to time. Like it always, I, I always felt like I came in when he was like going to the infomercial portion. You know what I mean? Or like, or well, that was the main. That? that was the main portion. <laughs> Just let's be honest. There was <laughs> like a, there was like a monologue followed by dot yeah. dot dot. Yeah. Or like, um, you ever like wake up at like three in the morning and there's like. I don't know, a penis pill or something. And there's always like a doctor who's not really a doctor being interviewed by a fucking like fake journalist about the breakthrough that like watermelon serum gave his ball skin. You know what I mean? Like something fucking very unusual. And you're like, why? This isn't real. This isn't a real interview. And I always felt like that's how Pat Roberts's interview were interviews were. Like he always it felt very like QVC, like I got my buddy here who says fucking mango fucking skins are are the way to Christ and they'll cure cancer if you just buy $1000 of mango skins every week through this subscription service at the 700 club and people were like yep absolutely <laughs> fucking lutely like that's the kind of dudes he he used to have on the fucking show it it was like it was a really unique grift honestly kudos to him uh rotten hell and and there we have it i feel what i feel is is uniquely different with pat robertson is i think he believed it a little bit and so it sounds like to me it always seemed like pat robertson just wasn't quite as dirty as say like the jimmy swaggards and uh oh who was the guy from south carolina the bakers uh uh tammy Faye and uh and that motherfucker who went, yeah. w- went to jail, and I think didn't he bang the chick from uh, the White Snake video? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, uh, but either way, uh, he, Pat Robertson at least like looked like he had walked the walk. So yeah. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of that. Doesn't mean he wasn't any less of a dullard. Doesn't mean he wasn't like grifting off off of people. But I think he maybe thought that what he was doing was legit. Maybe there was like a production guy that was like, uh, hey, we just found uh, uh, four tons of uh, mango skins. Uh, they were, dude, they were like a, a, a nickel a piece. Uh, I think we can probably get Pat to sell them for like a dollar a piece. Yeah, let's get them on there. It's like, now, now let me ask you about these mango skins. And then Pat just bought into it and was like, send us your money and we'll send you a mango skin. Because he was an idiot. But he yeah. believed it. And that might be the yeah. best grift of all. I mean, dude, I think you're right. I think, like, the guy was generally, like, like you know, he wasn't, I don't think he was Kitty Diddlin. You know, I don't think he was, like, stepping out on his wife or anything like that. I just think that he was a bigot. A, <laughs> you know, a run-of-the-mill Christian fucking bigot. Like, he was an no, old no white big, man. No I, big I, deal. I, I, yeah. I that disagree. doesn't make him not a bigot. Age doesn't make you not bigot. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had maybe some of those views came from an upbringing that was more bigoted than, say, ours. Yeah. But bigot nonetheless. He didn't, he didn't grow old into bigotry. That yeah. was that was that was right here in the soul. Yeah. That was like exactly. if you looked forward, like it was like if like bigotry was like dementia. You know, and you and in your old age, you were just like, well, those fucking Asians. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sorry, Orientals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, then I would be like, oh, okay, maybe his mind is gone. But I think Wes, he's, he's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Wes, who was the basketball owner who got into trouble for like being recorded by his like? Oh, that was like, fucking Donald Sterling. Yeah, the the Clippers. Uh, yeah, the Clippers, Clippers owner stole. Yeah, I think his exact quote was like, "I don't care if you fuck them." 
just don't take all these pictures with them. Like, I mean, let's balance the racism here. He's like, I don't care if their black penises go inside your vagina. Just stop taking all the pictures, would you? And I mean, that, that's a balanced racism, if you ask me, for an old <laughs> white man. I feel like it's a slightly nuanced racism that might make it worse. Like, I'm okay with the with the black penises. Just, I don't want my white friends knowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll never hear the end of it. They, see, yeah. they get their eyes on that. Um, how, how am I going to go to the league meeting like this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone's going to be chuckling under the breath when I walk yeah. into the room. Uh, I, know, I disagree with both of you guys about him uh, believing it. Like, I, I equate this to mediums, okay? People who, are, who get in front of a large group of people and they, they what do they do, a cold reading? Like, oh, I think. And then they pretend that they're talking to someone's relative and these people are desperate because their loved one is gone and they do anything, you know, they do anything short of giving their home up. They give everything in their pocketbook. They could talk to their, you know, their brother, their sister, their husband, their wife, their mom, their dad who are dead. And like, oh my god! I, I and those people, those people double down at every opportunity to be like, no, I, I, you just can't believe that I can talk to the other side. I'm a medium. I've been given this gift. They know full well that they're full of shit. This guy knew full well that he was fucking full of shit. His southern charm charmed both of you, and neither of you guys like this guy. All right. <laughs> Such shit. You you know what? Maybe you're right. Fuck, maybe he got us. (laughs) Look, all I know is somebody like Pat Robertson being gone, that 700 club's going to fold up like a fucking Velcro wallet. And, like, I think that places like that actually influence politics for a long period of time. And and, and it, it just, it's not a thing anymore. Like, I think politicians used to have to speak a certain way, because if they didn't, Oh, Pat Robertson's going to get on the 700 Club this Saturday morning, and he's going to tear me to shreds, and I'm going to lose votes because of it. And the the more these guys go, the I think the more real we can be when we speak to things the way they probably should be in a more common sense way. So that's why I'm okay with his departure. I mean, I, I'm okay with the fact that the world is less one scum one scumbag. You know, I'm cool with that. Someone that some someone that can actually use, isn't filtering the air with dog shit, just complete know. lies like, like, and fucking baseless claims. There's something a little bit comforting about like the the fucking the like old the the old white bigot with like couth. You know what I mean? We've entered <laughs> we've entered an area where like congressmen call fucking like other black congressmen the n word, and we're like whoa, fuck, but nothing happens. You know, so like, are we in a better place or? Well, and, and and if if I'm being real, and and I actually kind of do mean this, for all the the wrongs of somebody like Pat Robertson, and I get everything you're saying, Wes. How much money have I given to fucking like children's hospitals in Malaysia? You know what I mean? So like these guys do tend to do some things that are worthwhile on a global scale, but they 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 they, they but it's it's only a percentage, and I don't know if that percentage necessarily is good enough to outweigh like the fleecing of the people that they get that percentage from. Yeah. But like, also let me ask you this, like if the cost of that Malaysian healthcare is, I have to listen to you preach Christianity to me. Fuck you. 
Like, I don't know, man. Like the Sunny you know, D might not be worth a squeeze in that one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> is are the Malaysian hospitals Malaysian hospitals, or are they, dare I say, indoctrination camps for Christianity? Well, you can't be indoctrinated if you're dead. So I guess it's kind of a catch twenty two. That's a good point. But if you if you told the 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 righteous, the not dead dragged out believers of, of this guy's preachings and tutelage and 700 club cameos, uh, whatever. If you're like, you know, well, he, he, so much of that money went to him. He'd be like, well, you know, I mean, uh, so, so he works hard. He works hard. He deserves that. You know, he runs I, the show. I do wonder that. Cause you know, you see these preachers getting in trouble for having like private jets and shit. And they're like, well, I gotta go see my flock. How am I going to get there in a moment's notice? My flock needs me. If my flock needs me, I got to fly. And all right, and if I need to fly in a Jetstream 222-9640 with its leather seats and the stripper pole in the back, well, God damn it, that's what I need. All right? Yeah. That was that one guy. What's that one preacher guy who, was talking, who got asked about his plane? He was like, I, I, look, I, my flock needs me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that got to, that's so, Murray, you were quoting someone. That's uh, goddamn shit, though. Like, I've we've seen shit like that before. Like I've we watched that clip. I watched that clip with Kelly. Kelly was like, "You would say that to a fucking congregation of people." Like if my flock needs, look, I need you to give me G six money because if I need to go fucking save a mission in Guatemala, I gotta go, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, and I will. I would say that if I got a G six to go to wherever. I feel like we might be onto something. A non-religious like. I mean, I, I I hate to say it, Alan, but almost like a Trumpian, fucking like nonprofit organization, like like look look, and we're just like up there like, listen, ballers, we're gonna build some shit today, and we just talk about the shit we're gonna build. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna put some wells in Africa for the fucking pygmies. That's what we're gonna do. And then you know what we're gonna do? Fucking champagne party, bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get listen, on my G six, and we're gonna take if, everybody. If Scientology can get fucking celebrities to pay them money to talk about fucking fucking aliens. We can absolutely grift a couple hundred of our friends to think, I don't know, something. I don't even have a fucking idea right now that's so useless (laughs) that we could tell people. But, like, we could do it. I think we just gotta, we gotta rebrand. Yeah, like a Burning Man. We just promised, like, a yearly Burning Man... Yeah. Like festival, and in the meantime, you send us money. We'll do yeah. some good, some good, not a lot, just yeah, some, not, a little bit, a, a pinch of good, we'll do a, a pinch of good, enough good to do get some news coverage, and then we'll just get wealthy, and we won't lie about our wealth. Like we'll flaunt it, be like, look mm-hmm. at this jacket made from endangered albino peacock feathers that I have <laughs> on today. That's because of you. Thank you. But you know what I need? The shoes to match. Got these Komodo dragon skin boots. <laughs> no, got, got got them right off the Komodo dragon. It was hey. not cheap. Thank you, congregation. Mur, your peacock jacket looks whack with Birkenstocks, and Alan, your uh, your your Komodo dragon leather fucking boots look whack with those uh, those khaki shorts. Y'all need to up your get people. Look at these clowns. Come yeah, on, exactly. Yeah, outfit them. We're, yeah, we're figureheads. Get- we're these, aren't, these aren't even Gucci congregation. Mm. How am I supposed to live like? How am I supposed to preach like 
I just got, I had to have a certain self esteem. All right. All right. When I look at myself in the mirror, it ain't there. Just like all of y'all. That's how we relate. All right. I want to look good. I feel good. You know, you know what boosts my self esteem? My bank account. I'm going for high score, baby. Come on. Let's pump it up a bit. The numbers are down. Here's some seed money. Yeah, give us some seed money. We need my flock. Uh, all right. I already introduced us. Not introducing us again, but middle class holes, everyone. Hey, got a hell of a friend or foe coming up this week, and I'm not going to ruin the lead-in. I'm just going to kick it to my co-host in my less shitty dressed, he needs some money from the congregation. Murr, what do we got on this week's foot of well, how, how, how coincidental that the leader of the 700 Club dies and then this filth has now infiltrated the world. Have you ever imagined the world having a sex competition? Well, now we have one. The first nation to officially recognize sex as a sport is Sweden. The inaugural European Sex Championship is now being put on by the Swedish Sex Federation as per the website Forum Daily. Each day, there will be six hours of competition. Each person has between 45 minutes and an hour to, quote, match. Participants in the tournament can earn between five and ten points for each discipline. The public and a panel of five judges will decide who gets the number of points. The competition will be divided into three phases, with each step requiring a certain number of points for participation. Regardless of gender or sexual preference, everyone competes. So here it is, your friend or foe. Do you believe that sex is a competition that should be judged on a global scale, a la the Olympics, or is it an intimate act between two people who should be in some sort of intimate relationship, whether it's monogamous or polyamorous or whatever the fuck it is? Is sex a competition that should be championed, friend or foe? Wes, I'll start with you. <clears throat> it really depends upon what level you're talking about. Are you talking about an Olympic level? No. No. But if you have some quasi kind of Nathan hot dog eating competition, <laughs> so, 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 you know, uh, some, something at that level, I think you could, you could make a, uh, a cult following sport S type thing. Now I will say that the, unfortunately, if that were to happen, the, uh, the old band camp, ba the band and cheerleading crowd might be a little bit uh, upset given that they've been lobbying for decades to, for those two things to be sports. And all of a sudden just, you know, what you did at band camp has become a sport. Uh, but no, I would say do Olympic level or something like that. No, I mean, censorship aside. No, it, it, not at that level. Alan. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to agree with him on that. Like, how are you going to get Olympic fucking also? It's generally, <laughs> <laughs> it seems very subjective. Like what's, what's the rubric? What's the what's the score sheet well, look like? Funny, funny you ask. They have disciplines. Uh, okay. There's a lot of bullet points. Okay, so we'll is start. There freestyle. Uh, they, there is actually no freestyle portion of it, uh, but uh, all of these could be. Um, again, the I guess what you said, like the the, the how selective it is. Okay, yeah, no, not really. Okay, seduction. Well, how's the, how are you gonna fucking grade that? Uh, well, okay. okay, you you say that, but then how do you grade uh, gymnastics? How do you grade like the dance portion of gymnastics? Like, there's four. Yeah, but he, but, but that's the thing. He's asking how you're saying sports that have already been designated 
judging parameters on it. I, my guess seduction would be how fast do you see a boner <laughs> or how fast do you get a boner i would assume as a judge like oh damn well here's the question so is it like just the act of sex so like seduction like like there's a lot of seems, these by the it way it seems so. like like when you tell me that seduction is a graded category that i'm gonna get a score on i'm like oh i gotta like go woo a female a lady or or a guy, whatever, at, of my choosing, like at you know what I mean. Like I've got to go seduce the opposite. Like it's not like this is a pre-planned mm. sexual. Like right, it'd be different if you were like, all right, you're getting graded on fucking on fucking thrust depth. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know, you're seeing or something shit like that. Then you could just get to the sexing and be like, all right, well, there's let's, uh, looks looks balls deep mm. to me. Well, you know do, what I mean? Well, they do. Penetration have, they... is on here, so I think thrust depth is technically. A a, okay. a category. Oral, oral okay, so there are physical ones, but it seems like there are subjective ones, like seduction. Oral, oral sex, penetration, endurance are three that you can, you know, there's quantify. Okay, so uh, like endurance, penetration. So oral sex, like here's the question. Is it just do, like, what if I like skip it? Do I lose points? You well, again, I mean? again, like, I mean, there you again, you have an hour. And so basically, I guess what it comes down to is you have an hour and you have to perform I guess a variety. Now you don't have to sp- specifically go into it like, okay, this is the oral sex portion of this, and then you know what I mean. Like, you, you, if, if it's part of your routine, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you kiss it a little bit, and it's like, ooh, okay, maybe that's part of seduction. So like, the, the, so the, they, the judges could go back and forth on the scorecard, like, ooh, you know what? I had an eight there for seduction because that dance was a little whack, but <laughs> the, the the way he's teasing the tip of that penis, I think. Uh, I think it's a nine. I doubt. Yeah. Or like, see, and here's the thing. Like, so if partners are different, like, say, you know, everybody's got their own things, right? So, like, say, like, like you were, uh, I mentioned him, or like, you'd like, you know, you, you might gently, gently tease the clitoris. You know what I mean? But then maybe a different couple, maybe, maybe she wants that bitch smacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's subjective. I've, I've, I've accomplished the feat. Maybe we check off. You know the the I have I have stimulated clitoris box, but like then there's the subjective portion. Did was the gentle rubbing of the clitoris better, or was the slap better? Okay. Or does it? It's subjective because one lady likes a gentle, one lady but, likes the rough. Before we continue, I just want to say my piece on this, and that is I am foe of the Sex Olympics. I feel like pornography itself, just generally existing has ruined sexual relationships across basically every metric of uh, human relationship interactions that there's been, and this will just be another feather in the cap of degradation. So I am a foe of this. Now, I say we continue speaking to the Sex Olympics here. Because, yeah. uh, Alan, you make a lot of fine points, but I think it's a much like any any routine that you see and like a, let's say a dance routine like one group might come out and do a swing dance which is wildly different than a ballroom dance or let's say like a, a carlton-esque kind of dance something that's kind of goofy and funny yeah. but there's still technical levels to what you're performing yeah. and yes they're subjective but one could be con- subjectively be considered better well i guess that's routine. the root of my question is like what are the technical details about each of the categories yeah. I need more. I need more in-depth grading criteria. Now, un- unless you're, uh, what it sounds like is Alan, you 
you were talking about different types of, of genres or, or you know, mm-hmm. like, and you use an example of like poor play of a women's clitoris. Mur, you had said, uh, you brought up a good point about like dance competitions where, you know, so like, like stomp the yard type shit where the, it's, it's yeah. different, different types. So maybe you do type of like a, like a figure skating thing where you had, you perform twice and the first is all judges stuff. Everyone does the same thing. And then the next night, is the extended routine where you get to throw your own like artistic mm. flair and things. For instance, you know, you have like creativity and position change, uh, p- pose performance, endurance in the number of orgasms in a certain time. Mm. I, that bodes. Well, I beg, I, that's gotta be a woman. Cause once the guy's done, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> that bash should go again. Good for him. They're I professionals, yeah, I suppose. I yeah. Speak for uh, yourself, and, sir. <laughs> unless, unless they're, uh, allowing performance enhancing drugs here. I mean, if we're on the old blue chew out there, you know, maybe homeboy is just like. Well, yeah, I mean, look, as you mentioned, porn is 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 plentiful. Uh, we've seen we've seen many a fucking. I'm sure we've seen many a fucking Peter North go a couple times in a 30 minute video. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's not impossible. Man, your Wheaties. That's actually funny. I was, I was I was watching some of Peter North's work not too terribly long ago, and looked in the comment section, and someone validly pointed out that this was like his fourth scene shot in the day. And they're like, just uh, spoiler alert: your standard Peter North fucking fourteen ropes isn't coming. Uh, you're gonna get you know. just, It was just eleven. It was just a, it was like a normal dude's uh, uh, ejaculate. Just an average. Yeah. It didn't make you feel inferior. <laughs> well, see, and if you're if you're gonna set up like a week's worth of competition, like maybe that's one of them. Like uh, like distance. Uh, how far can a man? How far mm. can a man shoot on his own? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know how how quick to orgasm for the uh, for the females. But uh, just let, let's just breeze through these. So seduction, massage of various body parts, massage of erotic zones on the partner's body, uh, prelude. I'm not sure what that means exactly. I guess that's foreplay. Oral sex, penetration, endurance, appearance. That's odd. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, you know, there might be some fat dude out there that's just like, hey, oh, man, I'm going to show bad. you how this is done. You get sweaty. Yeah. Um, Pose performance, creativity and position change, endurance and the number of orgasms in a certain time frame, uh, artistic performance and exchange of postures, increased blood pressure and heart rate during competition, and the most beautiful and difficult position. I like that, that they've got the uh, they got the old whoop strap attached to these guys and gals to see, uh, you know, how much they're really, you know, how much effort they're really putting into this. Hey, well, maybe, again, maybe this is like a judge type thing. Maybe the judges... Are uh, monitored for blood pressure and, and heart rate. Mm, yeah, maybe good. they're getting aroused by watching these fucking Peter North meets I don't know Tiffany Minx. <laughs> so see, but see, this comes back to fucking Pat Robertson fucking dying. Like they like that guy was like the gatekeeper to keeping shit like this off the books. Because look, as 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 comical as this is, I do feel like this is I don't know, man. This is. This might be a, a step too far. Like we're grading the sexual veracity of of people in like a sporting competition. I don't know. It just seems it just seems wrong. You're gonna. You're, this is gonna be on Pornhub, and that's about it. You're gonna, it's gonna be the Sex Olympics out of Sweden. They're gonna have subtitles yeah, in American or English uh, for you to understand it. It's gonna be. You know, 17 to 18 different parts cut over 18 hours, whatever, or five hours worth of footage, and voila, you're going to be like, this sucks. 
I'm just watch my regular FFM <laughs> extravaganza. Well, okay, I can say that there will be certain portions of the competition that I'd be looking forward to. I feel like uh, uh, creativity and position change, it might be something that I would be uh, yeah. moderately uh, interested in. Um, um, I think that might be the only one that I'm really... Really, cause, I mean, endurance. Is anybody look? Bottom line is like somebody running a marathon. Impressive, yes. Do I want to watch it? No. 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 Yeah, I'm skipping to the end, <laughs> like I do with most of my porn videos. <laughs> yeah, like getting the shaft. <laughs> hey, that's the only thing they're not judging at the competition. <laughs> you don't know that, man. There could there could be different. Uh... Genres, you have your heterosexuals. Your... No, they said all comers, no pun intended. <laughs> Shout to Sweden. Well, coming to a place, well, not so near you, I suppose. It's going to be in Sweden. <laughs> Who knows? Might spread like wildfire. I guess it's a bad joke right now. <laughs> walked into that one. Or how are you feeling, by the way? Um, you know, I walked in the Canadian wildfire smog for two days. I think I did 18 miles in it. And, uh, yeah, I was, no, I, I was definitely feeling it. My lungs are definitely not like where they normally are. I mean, I know I'm a, I know I'm a jeweler and, uh, and all that, but, uh, no, dude, that, that's, it's been rough. I, my mustache smelled like a campfire yesterday. It was <laughs> It, it, no, it was weird, and I, I hope they get this shit settled or the fucking weather changes. I've never prayed for rain so much in my fucking life. But uh, and then uh, and then uh, our 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 legal uh, counsel sent me some pictures from uh, old New York City. Oh yeah, that looks like that looks. Wow, looks like uh, I was saying it looked like bits and pieces from the latest Mad Max. Yes, you know, the one that came out. It was just like that kind of. It's almost like a, a micro dust storm. Yeah, well, when I was looking down, it's it, kind of uh, what it is, I guess. Like it, it like, because you know, looking at mail and shit, like you know, letters are fucking white, and it, they were giving off like this purple orange. Like it was almost like the eclipse. Remember the eclipse from a couple of years ago? Yeah. Like we didn't get the full eclipse, but it had that weird sky. That's how it came off. Yeah, I'm having trouble still taking like full breaths. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty gnarly. Got to get that N95 mask on, bro. Did you throw it all? Did you throw them all away? No, I still have like, a, dude. Because of my fucking wife, we still have like. Listen, if there's like a, a shortage from the surgeons, we got them covered. But I think I still have like a gross of like 200 in the house. Okay. Like, yeah, we still have a bunch of masks. I have one or two. One yeah. or two. Right, real quick before we get to Fun Fact Friday, Alan, uh, when you found out the merger happened with Live and PGA, did you did you did you did I you just chuckle I just, just like I just giggled, yeah. It was like, no shit. Mm. Surprise, surprise. You all sat there and be like, Nope, not doing it. Hate them. Blood money. Can't trust them. <laughs> Don't have anybody. Money. You wanna leave? Good luck. Enjoy it. You're never coming back. Bye bye. Good riddance. Sayonara. Psych. Come on yeah. back. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, the Saudis so bought the whole thing. <laughs> Christ. Uh, you yeah. know what we're talking about, right, Mur? What kind of duller do you think I am? I mean, I I got a lot of questions. Um, actually, I yeah, actually speaking of Cal, speaking of Calvert, I sent him several questions about maybe like possible litigation that some of the folks that did not take the money might have against this new found foundation if there is anything they can do 
There was one of these Asian golfers that apparently got offered $750 million to go to live. Matsuyama. And he, yeah. he, he turned that shit down at, because, of, because of threats from his employer. It's like, well, you won't be employed here anymore. So, I mean, I know that it's kind of bizarre how the PGA is, quote, a player-run organization, yet the players had no idea that their organization was going to be bought by the other organization that they were being threatened that if they play for them, that they will have no place in this particular organization, which is now apparently all a part of the same organization. After being heckled and being talked down to by reporters for even conceiving of the notion that they might go find generational wealth from Saudi oil blood money, that, you know, it's a lot of human rights issues. They weren't incorrect in saying that, but then to get so high on your horse and go the exact opposite direction... Ah, yeah, that's, um, I don't know. This might be one of those things where, like, this is why we have a government that fucking investigates things. Like, who knew what and when and why? And I, I just feel like some of these fucking guys, like Tiger, how much did they offer Tiger and Rory? 800 million. Rory, I think, was in, like, the, the four to 500. Yeah. Yeah. I would be lucky in my life to be offered $1 million for anything, any skill set that I have. I could only imagine being offered 400 times that, 800 times that, and then denying it out of, like, respect and then being disrespected on this level. And I also wonder, too, from your guys' perspective, like, if the top golfers in the world said, fuck you, we're not playing then, we'll start our own fucking league. What, do people come to watch the tournament or do they come to watch the golfer? Well, okay, so for, like, to be clear, first of all, and now you can answer this, they didn't buy it out. It's a merge. Yeah, Liv did not buy. You said no earlier. They said they bought him out. It is is a merger. I understand what you're saying. Let's not just like let's get some facts straight here, okay? Fact checking you. Uh, But how do we feel about uh, top players from the PGA saying "fuck you"? We're going to start our own. I mean, it it could work, but the thing of it is, like, like I don't think even like the Rory's and the Roms and the Marikawas. I'm thinking about like the 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 Schefflers, the Speeths, if all like you're talking about guys like that, twenty or thirty of them, maybe even more, say fuck you, we're not doing this, we're going to start our own. I think you understand like how like how much money it takes to run a tour like that. It, it, these guys, I don't know, say they'd be maxed out, but I think you'd, they'd have to invest more money than those guys would be comfortable with in something that isn't branded. All the people that you have to pay to like run something like that, the, you know, the, the, the production that goes behind it, the TV deal that you may or may not have, uh, I, I just you're just better off doing what they did and live and just having the money backed elsewhere. Now, if they talk to some tycoon in in the U.S., I, I don't know, but I, I'm just a Musk or a Bezos, talk them into it, then then you got something. Mm. Just I don't know. I I just don't see how those guys and I basically. Uh... Calvert said, like, no, they don't have a case. I was like, fuck, man. I don't see how they wouldn't, though. I mean, it's just that kind of money. Like, I don't know. It just feels like the PGA owes them something. Because you did threaten their livelihood. You know what I mean? Like, But, I mean, they didn't. Their livelihood would have been the new league where they took the money from. So, like, they didn't really threaten their livelihood at all. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. threatened that they couldn't come potentially play in a couple of tournaments that are very prestigious and historical. And at the end of the day, they would have been able to play in those two because they let them play in them anyway. So, I mean, like, your their um, 
it would have been harder as the years went on. It would hard. It would have been harder to get exemptions. Yeah, but we're that's. I mean, now we're fucking t- talking about a hypothetical made up thing that isn't that even doesn't, fucking doesn't even exist going anymore. to happen. You're right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Like you're right. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just I just feel bad after watching that Netflix special and fucking Rory like really digging his heels in and like sticking up for these guys that just fucking. I actually feel least bad for that guy. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> because he's he's such a fucking insufferable prick the whole time. Like there was like uh there's the one dude, the one announcer, Brandel Shambley. I don't care if that guy jumps off a fucking cliff, he's so depressed now. Like because he was so insufferable to listen to. There were some people I'm like, "All right, get, I get it. You don't like it." And then there were some people that was just like, "I I fucking hate you now." Like, I used to like Roy McElroy. I can't stand that fucking guy now. Uh, because it, of his stance on, on Liv. Uh, because of the, the delivery of his – I don't care about his stance. I didn't really care either way. Okay. Uh, like, again, I, I, there's another thing. I don't give a shit about golf. Like, watching – like, I don't have a team. You know what I mean? There are no allegiance. Like, I like some golfers, but I'm not like, oh, God, watch my God, watch my guy Morikawa this year. That, don't care. Fucking – I'll check in – a couple times a weekend, see what's going on, see if there's a hot race, check in on Sunday, watching all the majors, that's all cool. But no, I don't care enough. That shit could have been on the fucking WB, followed up by a fucking a double feature of Moesha, and I would have been perfectly fucking fine with it. Like, I, <laughs> I do not give a fuck about the TV rights of professional golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on that note. On that Friday. <laughs> Just trying to keep it uplifting. Come on, give me the cure for cancer. Yes. Well, let's cure our minds of being dullards and learn some information. Let's get five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Your mental floss. Amazing facts. Brought to you, of course, by our great friends over at the Shin Splints Recovery Group. If you've got any pain below the knee and above the ankle, the Shin Splints Recovery Group, find them. On Facebook, the only thing I have going on is I actually have some uh, some knee pain, which I don't think technically falls into the realm of shin splints, so I'm kind of fucked here. But I might ask them the question anyway, just to see what kind of uh, nonsensical bullshit answers I get. Do I need to walk around with bags of ice on my knees? I don't know. You're you're 100% bound to come across some schmuck who has terrible shins who also has... The ailments as well. I mean, it's yeah. like it is going to happen, bro. I'm going to say the Shin Splints group probably have weak knees. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. Just going out on one. Followed and by weak quads and weak hips and weak yeah, abs and weak pecs and weak shoulders and biceps, triceps, wrists, forearms. Or necks, maybe my knees are feeling feeling this pain because I've been running on this tanned flat earth. So make sure you check out our friends too over at Flat Earth Science Advocates. For truth, let's get to it. Your fun fact Friday. Did you know, according to National Geographic, a grizzly bear's bite is strong enough to crush a bowling ball? I feel like I have heard that, but I may have just assumed it was folklore. Because I was like, who do you know who performed this test? But uh, <laughs> someone jam up an eight-pound ball in his fucking mouth? Um, but uh, I think... Th- I can't confirm whether or not I've heard that. I feel like I have. So 
Uh, that just saying it seems very, uh, I don't know, speculative. So I'm going to say, no, I did not know that. And that is fascinating. Even more so fascinating with the one and duns and, and the three and outs that you used to do that involve fighting grizzlies and things like that. Oh, that's true, because that means like grizzlies to be walking around just like popping fucking people's scalps like a fucking owl eating a fucking Tootsie Pop. Just crunch, <laughs> crunch, crunch. Like one popping leg. zits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on Alan. Alan's like looking. Like, yep, huh? All right. I got nothing. Did you know Victor Hugo, the romantic writer, slept with so many prostitutes that on the day he died, all the brothels in Paris were closed because many, so many prostitutes took the day off to mourn him. Wow. What did he die of? Syphilis? <laughs> Probably. That's... That's a, that's a man who should have competed in the old sex Olympics in Sweden. Yeah. They have multiple partners. He could pick from the best. The best of the best of the brothels in Paris. Shoo-wee. God damn. Damn. And they all that's shut not... down for this guy. Well, it just makes you wonder, was he like, was he a, was he a heavy, heavy tipper or a heavy petter? You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's a romantic. That's for sure. That's good Working point. girls taking a day off to, to mourn their, uh, their... <laughs> Paid sex partner. (laughs) Did you know your fingernails grow faster on the hand that you write with? So your dominant hand, for some reason, your fingernails grow faster. That kind of feels right. I feel like I'm doing like an old David Letterman top ten list. Like I'm just repeating them. From Wahoo, Nebraska. Right here. Coming in from our headquarters. <laughs> yep. The yeah. old fingernails. Do, do you ever see... Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that, Paul? Fingernails. Huh? <laughs> do, you, do yours get in the way when you're uh, doing that conducting thing over there? No, no, no. 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 Why don't you play me a little tune? Yeah, the fingernails got in the way. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, exactly how those conversations went. <laughs> you guys, uh, I did watch it fair amount. I had Dave growing up. Uh, have you ever seen? I don't think he's alive anymore. I saw him because we used to get a Guinness Book of World Record at our house like every two to three years. It was the longest fingernail was the same guy. It's like Indian or Pakistani Indian guy. Yeah, and those fuckers roll. They just yeah, continue they to go in big fucking circles. You yeah, know, he girl. cut them. There was a I saw like a like a like a I don't know if it was like a Vice episode or something, but like he yeah. cut him, but he's still fucking crippled. Like his he held his hand like this for so many years that like he still sleeps. Like he still has to sleep a certain way. His hand doesn't work. He can't barely. He's got so much arthritis in his wrist. Yeah, it's terrible. Can around fucking pounds it worth, worth it. it. Nah, I don't know. I mean, unless unless he was getting. Millionaire type money, I doubt it though. Well, I mean, there's millionaire type money in the U.S. and there's you know a, a rupiah in fucking India, like you know tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That guy got it. That guy got a rotisserie chicken every day just for walking down the street. Gotcha. Wow. That ain't living. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Did you know in 1985 Aretha Franklin's voice was declared? A natural resource of the state of Michigan. Damn. You know she got that shit insured, too. Don't they all? 
I don't know if they all do. I mean, like, I know Tina Turner's legs were insured. Um, Beyonce's ass or something like that. <laughs> J-Lo's ass, I think. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, J-Lo's ass, I believe, is. Okay. I think, I think what's-his-face is uh, Brad Pitt's face. Um, okay. But to have a voice, in, I mean, I mean, but that's not even insured. That's just, like... I mean, is the state of Michigan, like, do they want, like, a stipend of, like, every Aretha Franklin concert there was? Like, that's a natural resource pulled from the, the loins of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know. Be yeah. curious if, like, this, uh, like where Whitney, wherever Whitney grew up. I don't, I don't know. She, she seems like she's a Texas girl. I, I could be way off on that. I think she's Was she Georgia? Okay. Dude, I, I, the state of Georgia definitely christened her with a as a natural resource. Or if they just like did it so that they could use all of her music without paying royalties. That might like, be it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the, the tra- like the tourism department now just uses all of her tunes for like commercials and shit. And they're like, what? It's a natural resource. Uh, yeah. They, nobody's going to contend it. What else is they? Ha- Wait, they got cheese. Is that what they got? That's Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, fuck I Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Cherries. Got- I think they got cherries. And, uh, empty Ford, Motor uh, <laughs> warehouses. <laughs> yeah. saying that this is what they do. Yeah, they put up like uh, horn, speak- horn speakers on every uh, every street corner. Just has a wreath. They go on downtown Detroit oh, nonstop. Yeah. yeah, but it only plays "Natural Woman." <laughs> <laughs> That's the caveat. <laughs> and finally, did you know? According to one Twitter poll of almost thirty thousand participants, fifty-two percent of respondents say that a tennis ball is green, while 42% say that it's yellow. Hmm. So I say, what say you? Mm. I mean, it's definitely green. Don't they? I thought, like, different manufacturers print a different type of balls, right? I I think you can get the yellow and the green. You get Penn, then you get Wilson, then you get... Penn. (laughs) (laughs) T ball. I don't Wilson. know. <laughs> I just like I think Nike has a ball. I think uh uh I just trying to think of some other racket companies. I don't know. The, the, the silly ones that look like the Hartford Whalers uh or the Quebec Nordiques uh symbol. Uh yeah, because everyone's know. familiar with the Quebec Nordiques <laughs> symbol. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Oh yeah. That that's very very well known symbol. <laughs> So what are you going with, Alan? What color? Yellow or green? Ah, green. I'd say I say you're yellow. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it is a fucking yellow green. It's a yes. neon. It's a, it, it is a mixture of colors. Wow. There's a hint of fucking yeah. It's a neon. Fuck you. Fuck Twitter. Fuck this. Fuck our fun fact Friday. And that is it. Sponsored by the, probably like a mellow yellow type thing. You could ask someone like, hey, what, what colors mellow yellow? Ooh, yeah, it's green, man. Yellow, no. I guess it would be yellow. My favorite uh, eighteen wheelers, which I know everybody has one, uh, are the, uh, the the yellow shipping, the yellow shipping company who has orange trucks. Ah, that fucking, oh, that's yeah. that's marketing to a fucking T right there. It really gets you. Like, yeah, well, because I'm like, <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, it's orange, it ain't yellow, and I'm like, that's what they want you to think about, you dumb fuck. Stop thinking about it now. The lights <laughs> green, go. <laughs> Tonight on Before You Go, we bid a very middle-class holes farewell to, and we wouldn't do this for, uh, was it Pat Robertson? Fuck you. You don't get, you don't get tribute here on this show, asshole. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, 81 years young, the Iron Sheik, WWF great, 
uh, was actually probably, you know, one of the main catalysts that sprung board Hulkamania into our fucking childhoods in the 80s. Uh, continued on wrestling on again, off again through bits of the 80s, made sporadic returns. Uh, <coughs> he, was a, I think he was a Greco-Roman wrestler to start. Um, yeah. But competed in the 1968 Olympic team or nearly making the 1968 Olympic team for, uh, let's see here. Iran, man. He was the Iranian dude, but he was good Iranian. He was under the shawl. He was the American Iranian. And that's was why he? I got to, Yeah. I thought he was one of those dudes that like was like Turkish or something and just played a character his entire life. <laughs> he was from he was from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I guess uh if you guys have any thoughts on the passing of the Iron Sheik. Mur, I know you're heartbroken now because your fantasy of bringing back the WWE now, do you got nah. something else in mind? Nah, because I'm telling you, like, it still works. Like, now, I don't know if the Iron Sheik has a son or not, but either way, the WWF, WWE, whatever, now all they need to do now, if that deal with Saudi Arabia to buy the WWE is still in effect, you just simply have, you you have, the like, a quote-unquote Iron Sheik son come forward and just play that part, and that guy can wrestle, because Iron Sheik, obviously now dead, Probably wasn't in any condition to wrestle on his way out the door there. So you had this guy come in, be like, they they killed him. They killed my father. They killed my father because this deal was so good that they would blah, 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 blah. And then it actually works better that the Iron Sheik's dead. You just bring his kid in. You have a whole new fucking plan. You move forward with that. You have Hulk Hogan come out. You have the, you have the Sheik's son finally, like Hulk Hogan's retirement match once and forever. Put him in the camel clutch, break those fused discs in half, send him on his way. <laughs> Hulkamania is dead. You killed my father, Hulk Hogan, and now I killed you. Your stamp of approval there, Alan, on some creative. I mean, yeah, sounds 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 like something I'd watch. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> Print it. Alan, I mean, this is way, way before your time. Did he ever make any? Didn't he win like he won like a uh, like a battle royal at a one of the like the early two thousands WrestleManias, and they they did they did that simply because he was way too old to be thrown over the top rope. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> so like, all right, yeah, there I didn't get a whole a whole heavy dose of the Iron Sheik, I but think... yeah, I know of him. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not ignorant to my history. Yeah, uh, yeah. So well, the greatest. The greatest storyline involving the Iron Sheik, though, like, was when he got Sergeant Slaughter to turn. That was fucking great, dude. Oh yeah, because yeah, that yeah. was right when during the the Iraqi War, and like the yeah the Sheik had fucking he joined the Iron Sheik and fucking uh what was it Sergeant Slaughter like apparently had to have like twenty four seven security at his house mm-hmm. because people thought it was real, you know again. A la the Pat Robertson crowd, they they thought that this was a legit thing, that the greatest general that for some reason never served in the military but wrestled for the WWF was c- completely involved in the Iraqi war and was championing Saddam Hussein because the Iron Sheik told him to. Yeah, that's that's where you got to have like a a reasonable father, you know, talking to his kid like, yeah, look, that guy wrestles. Nearly 300 days a year. He didn't do a tour in Iraq, okay? Like, <laughs> calm down, bro. <laughs> he's an actor. He's not a... <laughs> he, he's he's not a sergeant. He may have been at one point in his life. Not anymore. All right. Well, rest in peace to uh, 
to 81 years young, Iron Sheik, forever you live in our hearts. You beat Bob Blacklin, then you Bob Backlund, and you gave it up to you gave the strap to Hogan in the early 80s, causing WrestleMania. Hogan mania. WrestleMania. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't WrestleMania, but it, it was uh Hulkamania. Sorry, there you go. Wow. Hogan, you said Hogan mania. <laughs> I did. That's My so bad. Sure I'm like r- circling my wheels here. Hogan mania. Hogan yeah, mania. I know. I was a Hogan maniac, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, Alan, tell the Hogan maniacs. He <laughs> can find the middle class holes. <laughs> Oh, the Hogan Maniacs, you listen here. You can can find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, We're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook, uh, TikTok, and something fucking else. I don't know, YouTube, that's the one. And for your listening pleasures, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, no comments this week. A little light on the comment front, but that's all right. We'll get back to you next week. Uh, stay safe. Stay out at goddamn Canadian fog. Don't be. I don't know. Is it? There's no. It's not like a drought, right? You're not in fear of, but like burning stuff in in a. a you know what I mean? We're not going through a drought as it is here. It's just air quality, right? So when I say stay stay safe, I was about to say don't throw cigarettes out on the ground. That's no, not no, a good yeah. thing to do anyway, no, right? Just, yeah, no, no, you, like, yeah. Don't go for like a long run or something. No, yeah, that's gotcha. the one, which is what I your brother did the other day. And I was like, dude, you just fucking took three years off your life. So, all right, yeah. enjoy it. <sighs> Thanks. I wish I didn't didn't hear that. I see him tomorrow. I'll let him know. How's that run, man? <laughs> good. Yeah, I feel, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you next week, clowns. Bye.